Hello, you guys, and welcome to the Embody Your Soul podcast. I'm your host, Alexandra Shelley, also known as The Modern Medium. And the mission of this podcast is to create a sacred space for us all so we can tap in and discover how we can connect to our divine selves through spiritual connection and best practices. If you are new here, thank you so, so much for finding me. And if you're a regular listener, thank you so much for tuning in. Whenever and wherever you are, it absolutely means the world to me. If you haven't already, make sure to give me a follow on Instagram at the modern medium underscore and make sure to follow this podcast wherever you love to listen and share with whoever needs and is down for the magic. If you are looking for ways to work with me, please head to my website at themodernmedium.co and if you still have any standing questions, please book a discovery call with me or you can email me at hello at themodernmedium.co. Hey guys, I am so excited to be here. I am currently sitting next to my puppy, Tommy, my best friend in my favorite spot in the window at my mom's house. I know I've recorded a few episodes here and it's just always so amazing to be in this space. I always feel so grounded and held and it just feels very angelic, like beautiful, bright, loving energy. And I am chomping at the bit for you guys to finally get to know and be introduced to this incredible practitioner that I have been following, I think since the beginning of my mediumship journey, I guess not My mediumship journey technically started in 2018, but really more so the full embodiment of it because obviously I'm on Instagram and I'm thinking, who the heck do I look to or follow? I need to start finding community and building community. And Amber was one of the first practitioners I came across. And of course, rainbows are a huge part of my spiritual signs and just vibe and so are hers and i'm like okay wait already same vibe and i just love that she's southern california based and she is not only a psychic medium but also reads the akashic records which have always fascinated me and even simply learning from her through her social media platforms, but also her podcast, Your Light is Fearless. I have learned so much from Amber and she is such a force. She is so intelligent and wise and grounded and just so completely real. And then finally being able to sit down with her and have a beautiful conversation with her. I swear, you guys, I was doing everything I could to shut my mouth and not freak out and make all these noises because everything she was saying was absolutely insane. It was a complete head nod, snap. I wanted to scream. I wanted to gasp, like just so enamored and so unbelievably blown away by her wisdom and simply by talking to her. I mean, it happens with every single like guest I talk to. That's kind of the point. I only want to attract guests that make my heart and my brain and my soul grow like 3000 sizes. And talking to Amber, my Lord, I already felt wiser 
being in her presence. And Amber is known as a Malibu medium. So of course she is based in Malibu, Southern California. And that is about 30 minutes away from where I live in Santa Monica. And she is not only a psychic medium and Akashic Records reader, but she is also a mentor and a teacher. So she holds one-on-one -on -one or also group coaching programs. And she also has a podcast, Your Light is Fearless, which is really, really potent and really amazing. I learn a lot from her, again, from simply having her in my orbit on Instagram and listening to her podcast. Like she's so knowledgeable and her voice is so soothing and so grounded, which of course really her energy is. And my God, this episode, we get into what are Akashic records? What do they mean? And why are they so elusive? Why do we not know about them? And something that I really, really resonate with Amber and something that I so admire about her, which is something I always, always work to bring to my practice as a psychic medium is when she'll obviously go into it and explain it, I'm really paraphrasing it is when she realized that she opened her Akashic records, she thought, wait, if I can do this, you can do this. Anyone can do this. And so really putting the sacred practice no longer on a pedestal, but at the table with everyone. And it is for everyone because we hold the Akashic records in us. Like, duh, <laughs> it's just so incredible. And we talk about timelines. We talk about co-creation with God in the universe. We talk about higher selves. We talk about, you know, how can we begin to heal through the knowledge of our Akashic records? We begin to talk about how we can manifest and really bring in the, bring ourselves in closer alignment to the timeline of our highest good. And we talk about this crazy story that she went through in terms of hearing and receiving a potential timeline that was going to happen and then it didn't. So we get into the weeds of that because I was selfishly really curious and my Lord, just everything that came out of Amber's mouth. I wanted to talk to her for five hours and definitely look forward to more conversations with us. Instagram live, another podcast episode, who knows, but I know she was excited and open to it. So I was like, God bless, God bless, God bless. And I will have all of her information in the show notes. But again, her podcast is called Your Light is Fearless. It is available wherever you love to listen to podcasts. And her Instagram is simply Malibu Medium. I hope you guys enjoyed this conversation. I guarantee you guys, oh, you're, you, she will knock your socks off. I'm like, how do I say that phrase? I almost said it like all backwards and weird, but I am so excited for you guys to meet her and I cannot wait for you guys to really connect this conversation. I love you guys so, so much and let's just get right into it. My goodness. Um, okay. Got this. Ugh. Hello, Amber. I'm so excited to chat with you and I'm so eager to just learn more from you. I've already learned so much just simply being connected with you and I'm selfishly so excited to ask you questions that I've been really wanting to ask you and learn from you and for our audience to meet you. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for just having me. I'm very excited to be here and to get to know you as well. So yes, thank you. Yay. Okay. So a question I always start off with on the podcast is, in your own words, what does it mean to embody your soul? 
Okay, wait, just deep, real quick. <laughs> what hey. does it mean to embody my soul? Um, what it would mean for me, I think, would be to be in the place, a, a sense of being or remembrance of my infinite presence. It, it would be, I, I, I look at it as like when I'd had my divine activation and my near-death experience, that it was a, a drop-in, which was an expansion of who I was. So we, we know that we have this human experience, but who we really are is so much more vast. So I think that when we align with our soul, we have an expansion. Some call it an expanded awareness. Some call it an expanded um, consciousness or a remembrance of our infinite presence. So for me, I hope that that explains it more, but it, it is also a daily act for me to remember again and again and again like I was just saying to you oh my gosh let me take a, a breath because you know sometimes that juxtaposition of the human life where it's go 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 and appointments and like I have two kids and they just keep me so busy and like I have to just remember okay like it is about all these human things, but life is so much more and it's just so easy to get out of alignment, right? So yes, that's the the long answer, I guess. Oh, no, that was perfect. And I mean, the beauty of this question is every single question is different, yet so similar. And yeah, I think even what you said related to that is like, we are everything and we are nothing at the same time. Like we are so much. and the concept especially of like that expanded awareness is yeah there's so much more than just like petty little things or being late to an appointment it's just we are just here and we gotta exist so I wanted to start off with so I'm assuming those who've listened to my podcast and I know I've had guests on here who talked about the Akashic Records so I'm going to assume our listeners are intelligent. And if they're listening to a podcast hosted by a psychic medium, like I think they know what are the touching records, <laughs> what they are. So I would love to ask with this explorative fun question is maybe what is something underrated about the records that more people should know about? Okay, so I just want to say you would think, you know, yes, everyone would know what the Akashic Records is being like a light worker or a psychic medium. But the truth is, I think that it is a little mysterious. So I will start with the explanation. Perfect. I think that the explanation itself is something underrated because I think that there's a lot of, like I said, mystery around what is this vast thing that people call the, the Akashic Records. So because it is so vast, I like to explain it in a different way, like every time. And also I, I always say like, I will explain it in a different way because it can be explained in such a vast way. So really the Akashic Records is this energetic imprint of our consciousness, of our soul's um, story, our past, present, and future, our thoughts, choices, and actions anchored in our highest potential, anchored in our infinite light. So it is this universal intelligence. You go there to get information. 
but you always go there to ask questions around how you can grow, evolve, how you can understand yourself better, and how you can align back into your divine presence, your infinite presence. So I want to just say that first, um, because I think that um, the way that I teach the records as a modality is very interactive. So a lot of people will think that you you go to the records and you you know you can go to the records and get a reading from anyone right from a lot of different people but i think that maybe what could be underrated would be that learning how to read the akashic records for yourself for your own personal development journey is something that i believe is time that we all access because what we're really accessing when we access our own soul's records is our consciousness and it is a place that we can explore our blocks and we can expand into that, our infinite potential. So I think that people might, again, think that it's just like, you go get a reading and again, yes, you can, but the, the Akashic Records lives within us. It lives within our DNA and we access this, the records probably without our awareness. Most people will have a download where they're like, oh, I just know that's a past life. I just know this memory has come to me. Well, it's your own book of life. It's your own story that that is, you know, downloading information. And so I think that people just need to understand that it's not something that you have to go to, you know, a faraway place to get information, that it lives within you and that it is not so scary. It's not so vast that you can't, you know, understand the information. But I just hope that people will all start to take their power back to start their own journey with reading their own records. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much first for like the redirect, because that was perfect. I, I think it's always so beautiful to start from, you know, 101. And I also, that was something I was going to mention to you too, is I think there was probably a lot of layers for when I used to be connected to this person. And I'll say it in like the, you know, the kindest way I can possible. But I used to be very connected with this practitioner who I thought was going to be a friend for life, ended up not being one. That's okay. And she was an Akashic Records reader. And I think it was posed to me that way where she was pointed out, oh, you're a records keeper. And so maybe like, maybe, you know, it was, it was said as like, oh, like you are connected and not so much pointed as like exclusive, but maybe she posed it as something is very exclusive. So when I first heard about it, I'm like, oh my God, can I do it? Like, what is this place? And then learning more about it and learning more about it from you. I think that's something I so appreciate is like, this is, this is everyone is a records keeper. Everyone can access their infinite soul story and their potential because it's their soul story. Like That's so beautiful. And that's also like, I just, I really resonate with that value too, because that's something I love to teach is like, you can tap into the infinite potential of your soul. It's not just like, this isn't a gift, like being a medium, like we all can tap into spirit in our guides and so I just, I love what you practice and what you preach. Um, so uh, there is a post that you, so I honestly, the questions went off of like your posts and like some of your podcasts and stuff. So I'll be like referencing them. And there is a post you did 
that I really, really loved and something I really do align with, and I'd love for you to kind of talk about it with our audience, is how we're always writing the records. And I think for some people, and I know for me, it the the concept of like, multi, at least how I kind of understood it at first is like how we have multiple timelines and how like it could be really overwhelming and how like we can timeline hop or like there's this timeline and that timeline didn't happen because we made this decision and this environment didn't interact and it's so, so crazy. And so I would love to learn a little bit more from you as to like what that means as we are always writing our records. Okay. So the way that I understand it is that everything is happening now, but our experience of now is based on our awareness in the present moment. So we have a purposeful, um, I would say, maybe veil that that really helps us stay present in our the lifetime that this our physical body and our you know is living. And yet at the same time, we, because everything is happening now, as we expand our awareness, we can tap into that expanded version of who we are and maybe access that past life, future mm -hmm. self, or, you know, parallel reality. But really, a past life is also happening now. When we bring it to the surface and we we shine our awareness on it, we change our experience of it when we shift our perspective to see it in a new light. So again, everything's happening now. Our awareness in the present moment is creating our reality and is expanding our evolution. And so that's the way I understand why or how we can write our records because through our consciousness, which is who we are, which is vast, unlimited, multi-layered, multi-dimensional, which is exists in eternity, we are able to, we, we can never like have an, a before and after and if and then. It, it's just this eternal moment of our presence and then another eternal moment of our presence expanded upon, expanded upon. So it's like when you're opening your records, you're just going into you're pinpointing a point within your awareness that is able to look at the whole picture and then if you within that whole picture if your guides or your masters or teachers say okay based on this struggle now let's look at this experience that might be that might have existed in the 1500s when you were you know a woman that was like an abusive relationship it's like when you look at that, you're you're in that experience now, right? And so when you look at that experience and let's say the block that you have now is relating to the the belief system that you created in that that experience in that lifetime, and then by looking at it in a new way, it's healing like who you are in your vastness. So it's it can be mind boggling to say like, oh, everything's happening now. But again, it, I always say we would be schizophrenic if we lived in that infinite light all the time. So it's important that we like have the veil that separates us from all our experiences because we evolve our soul when we create a, a shift in consciousness in our now. 
And we have to stay in that lane, so to speak, so that we can like truly anchor in those new shifts. So I think that it's like these veils that that we have that maybe is the earthly veil. And then we have like, you know, maybe the afterlife veil. And then maybe we have, you know, I don't know how many veils we have that kind of anchor us into these lifetimes, but it is purposeful, I think. And yet you, me, the people listening, we we are pr practicing the co-creation of breaking through those veils to see more, to see more, to see more, to see more. But I think that we also have to be careful to allow ourselves to be in, in the now moment in this life. Because I know for me sometimes, because I know that I can access higher dimensions, I'm like, oh, I'm going to do that all the time. I'm going to do that all the time. But then it takes us out of like, kind of our power in the human life now. Oh my goodness. I was like doing my best to not explode while you were talking. So it's just so beautiful and so amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I've already learned something new. It's so amazing uh, with the importance of the separation of veils so we can stay in the now in order to expand and also move through the lessons and the contracts, but also just become in the highest version of ourselves. Oh my God, just hearing you talk made me so excited. And I would love to learn. I mean, it might just be such a simple answer, but I guess why are people, or why maybe, because I know in the beginning, I wanted you to talk about the Akashic Records in a certain way. And you're like, well, actually, not a lot of people know. It's kind of intimidating. Why do you think it's it's intimidating to some people? Do you think it's practitioners, like certain people who talk about it, or because not a lot of people do it? Yeah, probably all of that. I think I think it's somewhat new in in the Western culture to maybe be talking about it or to have someone in the Western culture like be like, yes, I can read the records. And I think because of the vastness of it to say like, oh, this is universal intelligence or this is the collective consciousness or this is, you know, every single soul's book of life is in this records to to kind of give yourself permission to access something so powerful can feel threatening or vulnerable. And it really asks of you to stay in your power and to embody your divine essence in order to access that. And so a lot of the times, like, I think that um, people will think that, you know, you have to be a psychic medium, or you have to have this, like, you have to be a mystic, or you have to, I don't know, you have to be something in order to do this. So I, I do hope to kind of demystify those um, belief systems around it, because I think that it's kind of like as, as earth ascends, as our collective ascends, everybody wakes up into their power. And then as that happens, they're like, wow, what can I do? Oh, I can be like those people that I always thought were different than me. I can do this. And so, you know, you, I don't know, I could go on and on and on and on. But I hope that answers the question. Half the time, I forget what you asked me when I start. That <laughs> <laughs> happens to me all the time, too. So you're good. I I also really want to know when, maybe it's not even like that big of a revelation, but I guess when you kind of realize, wait, this is for everyone. You don't have to be on some like high throne to access this. Mm -hmm. uh, 
Yeah, I would just love to like learn about that moment because I feel like it's so important for like practitioners and just for everyone to know that like we shouldn't be on like a throne of any kind. Like we are, we simply have just accepted the mission and we're just hoping to teach about it. So, so the moment that I felt like it was for everyone is actually, it is a simple answer because really it was my own experience where I started to get curious about the records after my NDE. And then I read the prayer, a prayer that I found online to open the records. And I had a spontaneous channeling experience with channeling the book of life, which I didn't even know was called the Akashic Records at the time. So because that happened to me, and I know I'm just like everyone else, like that also gave me the maybe the conviction to say, well, if I can do it, you can do it, right? Because I know I, I know that just, just because some people might not have the awareness of themselves as divine beings, it doesn't mean that they are not. So it's like that parallel journey that we have to go through to read the records. Um, what it will ask upon us is to, again, step into our divine essence and to embody that because you have to really kind of align with your divine essence in order to read it because if not then people start to question every download they get well is it true is this really coming from the guides or, or this or that so it's like living as a divine channel which is what I feel like I do now that I read the records not just in the records but in my life like I feel that I'm channeling all the time and I don't need to call it always the Akashic records, it again, it kind of is like, it's going to challenge you to, to accept and to embody and to know that you are a divine being. So why wouldn't you be able to channel the divine beings that are helping us that are governing the records? It's literally anybody can do this. I love that so much. Uh, thank you. I'm going to read it word for word. So how can leaning into our records help us move through obstacles, whether that be doubt, fear, the unknown, or ancestral trauma, as examples? Okay. So you're really just asking, like, how can you heal and grow through struggles in going into the Akashic records? Yeah. Like leaning on knowledge or insight from the records, like how can you bring that into healing? So... Okay, so then the you're speaking to how does it work? How does this modality work? Because mm -hmm. fear, doubt, ancestral lineage issues, those are different things, maybe all related. But the way that the modality works in the Akashic Records is that you, what I, what I teach people, whether I'm teaching them how to read the records or if they come to me for a session, as many times they will come with like very general questions like, tell me about my ancestral lineage issues and how can I heal them? And like, that does no good. Or like, you know, what's a past life that I have that's blocking me right now? So I, I, I might sound a little harsh, but I usually will say, forget every question that you have. Don't, don't even worry about it. Because over time, I know people just come with these general questions. Some Akashic readers from, the, from this class that I'm teaching right now um, it's come to my attention that I teach quite differently. So some Akashic readers do read from very general questions, and that's completely fine. 
I, as a teacher, I, I have learned everything I know from the guides and from my experience. So I think I'm different in the way I teach because I'm just literally going from my own experience, having a very close connection with channeling the book of life and working in the record. So the way that I um, teach how you heal, how you grow, how do you work in this modality of reading the records is you have to think about what you're struggling with in your awareness now. So some people like to measure what they're struggling with and think, well, no, 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 I really want to get like a, a big, I want a big question because I want a big answer. But because the Akashic Records only exists in your true awareness and your true consciousness and like whatever perspective you have in your now moment, you need to go into where you're truly struggling with and then ask questions based on that. And then what happens is, when you describe what you're struggling with from that story and description, the record keeper guides will channel through what that's tied to. Is it tied to an ancestral lineage issue? Is it tied to a limitation around fear? Is it tied to a limited belief system and conditioning? So you have, you go to the record keeper guides, how I teach people is to just tell me what's going on with your life. Where are you struggling? And then I channel the what that struggle is tied to. And then from what that root cause of that struggle is tied to, we go through the different layers of shifting their consciousness. And we the, the guides will bring up what it's tied to, why it's been holding them back, why they believed that was their truth. Why did they believe that limitation was their truth? Why did they hold on to the fear, the doubt, whatever it might be? What do they need to know to move forward? How can they heal and grow? So your role as a practitioner is always to ask many, many, many questions. Like that's the role of me. So I'm channeling the information, but because I know the modality and how to work it, I've never said that before, but work that modality, in consciousness, I'm facilitating the healing and growth by knowing what questions to ask the gut to ask the guides so that they could channel through me what the client needs to know to heal. And so the the other thing that can happen is that sometimes you don't have to ask questions. Sometimes honestly, the guides will just come through and they will they will have a very long channeling of everything that you need to know. Um, so it is a lot to learn within the modality of how it works. And it's very different than mediumship or a psychic reading because for me, it's a co-creative process because what I am what I am facilitating is your shift in consciousness so that you proactively experience a shift in consciousness. The way I work, I'm not telling you, well, this is your past life and this is how, you, this is what happened and this is what you need to know. I'm taking the people I work with on a journey through like, again, it's a, it's like this three-way like portal. It's really a three-way portal. And it becomes almost like a shared consciousness experience where we are creating the highest potential for that client by shifting their consciousness, meaning shifting their perspective. So you don't erase the past. You don't change what has happened to them in a past life or now. You don't change the circumstances. You only change your perspective. And by changing your perspective, 
the our perspective is what co-creates our reality always oh my gosh thank you so much for sharing all that that is so amazing and i'm not sure if i'm beating a dead horse but again i know you you talk about this often and i feel like it's really important for people to understand this and even potentially including myself just to always ask the question and hear it over and over again but I'd love you to maybe dive more into like really the power of perspective and really how that is like always writing our story because again like once I like because I've been working with like spirit and I've been mentored the psychic medium for a while but then now like fully stepping into it it's like of course all the the fire hose information and like remember it's cubs and I'm like oh my god and this is now why I remember like you know perspective is so huge but I would I would just love to hear it from you okay so the first we have to know what perspective is right so perspective is like a collection of like our belief system what we're thinking and feeling it's kind of like our our awareness in the present moment. Again, I know I say that a 500 million times. So our awareness in the present moment is our perspective. And that can be very different depending on how expanded your awareness is. So when you have a more expanded awareness, you have a more expanded perspective. And the reason why we want that is we don't want to be married to our thoughts and feelings. And we don't want to be married or chain and bald to our belief system. So the, the, what should I say? The sad part about a lot of this is that most people believe that they are defined by what they're thinking and feeling or what's happened to them. And so it does become their reality. And so every person has their own story and their own meaning of how they how they think of who they are within their story so that's their perspective that's quite subjective it's quite different you can have um two let's say a brother and a sister they've raised by the same parents and they had maybe like the same conditioning and environment and maybe similar things that have happened to them within their life but they can have two very different stories or perspectives right so it's always subjective so the empowering part of that is that we have the power to look at situations and who we are within them however we want. And because of that, we can we tend to go and stay into the very low awareness, which is the I'm defined by, I'm a victim of, I am, I am not responsible for my life. I have no power. So you know, I was raised in this environment, so I'm going to be just like that. Or somebody treated me poorly. And so that's it. That's my life type of thing. And so the, the, our perspective is subjective. Our perspective is something we create. It's changeable. It's, it's actually truly empowering. And everything exists first within our internal world, our internal reality, again, which is our perspective. So people might say that you could argue, well, how could you say that, Amber? You co-create your reality with perspective because it can be true when you look at someone, let's say they're homeless, and you can say like, you can't argue with the fact that if someone's really going through something very hard, a struggle, a crisis, they're homeless, whatever it might be, 
you can say like, you know, well, how, how did they create that reality or how do you, how can you say that you can, you know, change your, your life just by your perspective. But what I say is that everything starts internally. And when you start to change your perspective, the outside world doesn't always catch up to what you're creating internally, but it does eventually. So it's like you shift the outside, your circumstances on the outside by shifting on the inside. And when you shift the inside into maybe a more like empowering perspective, you start to attract new experiences. You start, you start to make different choices. You start to become a vibrational match for a different pathway. And then slowly over time, maybe quantum too, you, you, you know, you're creating your reality. So it's kind of like live to the victim of your external circumstances or take your power back and create. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I, I have to say like, for me, I, before my NDE, I, I did live like a victim to my thoughts and feelings. And I still catch myself saying like, okay, I might think that shitty thought. I might be like feeling really whatever this way insecure, but I always have to create space to say like, yes, I feel like that. Yes. There might be a reason there might be some healing there, but there it's not who I am. And that's when you can start to like reframe. So, so that's also the power of the records is you could strictly work in the records through perspective and consciousness and reframe and reframe it over and over and over again, so that you're just reframing your limited belief systems. And that in itself could just change your life. Oh my God. I loved hearing this answer. It was so beautiful and powerful. I, I, oh my God, I just benefited from, I benefited from hearing it so much. And I'm sure our listeners will too. So I know earlier I mentioned, you know, how can we heal, you know, pain or, you know, whatever it is through the records. But I also would love to lean on, like, I guess the the fun, joyful parts. And I know this is what you also talk about is how can we manifest? How can we set goals and intentions uh, for our highest good or, you know, see what our higher self is capable of. So I think that there there are times when manifestation happens seamless when we have nothing that is blocking us, right? From believing what we want and just creating it. So we know that we can create anything we want because we know everything we want is what we have. But what happens is that what I would say is to become really honest with yourself around the manifestations that you want and to to look at if there's anything blocking them or if there any or if it's like this easy flow. So let me let me try to explain this in a better way. Like for my own life, I've had these times where I've experienced manifestations and they're easy. And the reason why they're easy is because I don't have anything like interfering with me not believing them. And so because I don't have anything interfering with me not believing them, I make the choices and I embody the vibrational match for the desire that I want. And so when you go into the records, it's it's it can be helpful to manifest and maybe receive the expanded version and vision of who you are that 
in within the choice that you made to go down this path. But what happens is, is that there's so many blocks that we experience within our manifestations, right? And so it it's like there there has to be, you have to learn how to unblock in order to manifest. So to unblock, it means like to look at what's holding you back and why, and then heal that. Because we manifest what we are. We don't manifest what we want. And so like I've, I've experienced this, I'm sure you have too, the difference, right? When, when you are just like, yeah, I want that because I have, and I have nothing holding me back from believing I can have that. You get it. But a lot of times, because we're human, we have a lot of limitations that are holding us back from getting what we want. Now, the other problem with manifestation that I see in people is that they don't know what they want they're not clear or they haven't even given themselves permission to even like ask for what they want. So it's like the thing, the, these manifestation, it just, this the word becomes so elusive and they might say like, they want a lot of money or they want a, a freedom or they want abundance. But like, what about that do you want? So I think that I've just thrown at you a million different, I don't know, topics around manifestation it's a huge topic it's like a really really huge topic no i mean you did but i and like this is what i'm used to because i think like yeah as we can both resonate like when we talk about things that like we do work on for ourselves or for clients or like just even our work like we could talk about what we do for like hours and hours that's why we have a podcast like yeah. do so many things so no I love it because I also talk a lot too and I think that was perfect and that's also a lesson yeah that is for sure a lesson I've been learning like instead of chasing it embodying it and how could I embody it and then catching I know for me like I am really calling in like a beautiful, like this, just like my, my person, like my partner. Mm-hmm. But then I'm like, how can I be the love that I desire? And I know one communication, like they're con- going to communicate to me clearly. I don't have to guess, but then wait, if I'm not communicating to myself, my boundaries, or I'm in a mood and I'm like, Hey, Alexandra, like, let's, you know, like even self-talk or like, how can I always turn it around to be like, I need to embody the love that I'm calling in. Who, who am I to say that I want this, but I can't even do that for myself. So I really, really resonate with that. And I think it's so, so important. And yeah, embodiment, that is, that is work. Cause I, I get that too. Cause also, you know, fellow psychic mediums, like we learned the lesson of like, it's so fun up there that it's like, no, we got yeah. boots on the ground, got to pull yeah. our pants up and show up, you know, just show up to life. So totally. And okay, so I feel like this is like, uh, like one of those like simple, stupid questions that I wrote. I was like, I was curious. So is there anything like, set in stone with the records or is there nothing set in stone because I know like obviously we were saying like you can't erase the past you can't erase like what just happened but it's like always being rewritten and it's like always happening now and 
I don't know. I feel like it's kind of a silly question, but I'm like, no, no, it's much. Yeah. (laughs) It's not a silly question. And of course I don't, I don't know it. I I can't say I know all this for sure, but based on like everything within my experience, like I think that there is a lot of predestined moments that could be based on soul contracts, right? Like agreements where two people have, where they're like, you know, we're going to, um, meet to help each other with this, to learn and grow from this, whether it be a positive relationship to help each other, or maybe it might seem like a negative relationship. So I do believe that there's like karmic and dharmic relationships, people you are supposed to meet. I believe that there is an aligned path that we have that really is just our soul's frequency, um, like our, 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 like our our characteristics, like you're a healer, I'm a healer. Um, You know, like you can't get away from the essence of who you are. So these are like destined parts of who we are that I believe have an aligned path with maybe different choices. Um, So yet there's a lot to be left to co-create. Like maybe how are you going to live that aligned path as a psychic medium or a healer or someone who is here to help ascend the consciousness? Like that's so broad. I, I think that it's like this dance between the people you're supposed to meet, the children that you know that are like in your heart that you're going to have, the 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 big choices again that you just, that your soul has already agreed upon. But then there's like, all the little choices of how you're going to do it that is interchangeable. And then there's always like, I think too, in the moment choices where like people have like maybe um, illnesses or or crisis events that maybe are like exit points. Cause I've, I've seen that within myself. Um, I'll say this really small example that before COVID Um, And this was after my NDE before COVID. I had this just, I don't know, my higher awareness told me like, oh, you're going to get into a car accident and it's going to be really bad, but you're not going to die. And you need to know that. And I was like, you would think I would be terrified. I even knew the road it was going to be on. I live in Malibu. So it was over Canaan, which is the canyon. And even to this day, when I drive on that road, I remember what I was told and I get like, really careful when I drive on that road. So I'm like, you would think I would be scared, but I wasn't. And it was just like, I knew that that was going to happen. And I don't know why I was okay with it because I usually am a freak out person. So then COVID happened and what they came to me and they said, oh, timelines have shifted. That's not going to happen to you anymore because the timelines have shifted for humanity. And so I think that there are the collective timelines when big historical events happen. And I think that those big historical events are a little bit also like co-created, right? Like the way that they play out, depending on the government or the different things that the choices that people make, they are creating timeline shifts. And then you have the personal timeline shifts that are created from our choices. So it could be as simple as, Um, you have a person you're supposed to meet and this person is, you know, just, I don't know, it's going to be a huge positive um, influence in your life. 
And maybe, you know, that person's energy is still coming towards you, but you meet this other person at the bar and they're just really alluring and you end up having a relationship with them. And maybe it's very damaging and toxic and you have the power to, to choose to stay in that relationship. And that could be blocking you from a higher timeline, another person that is meant to come to you. Because it is your choice that you're staying with someone that maybe is not in your best interest. And so that's when we have to start to listen and be like, am I aligned to my path? Does this feel good? Like, do I feel like I'm like in the, in my, the harmonic resonance that feels like I'm serving and growing and healing and all that kind of stuff? And yet I want to say you can never go wrong because even when you're choosing the partner, like you're learning and growing. And I think that everything works in our favor at all times. And it's like, there's no one up there in the records and you know this, there's no one up there in spirit like, well, yeah, well, maybe spirit because not every spirit is as evolved, but it's like, we can never go wrong. It just means like, oh, okay, now we're learning this. Now we're growing, you know, from this. But I have to say, when I had the NDE, they they just plain out told me, Archangel Michael told me, you're out of alignment with your path. You are a healer. You are meant to write books and, and to work with people and expanding consciousness. It was just like, hit me over the head. Like, you are so out of path. And they told me it was a divine intervention. And I believe that that happened because I was so, so, so far out of path with what was in my highest potential. So you will notice that people will have these big events, chaotic, traumatic events that will be placing them on the right path. Wow. Oh, my God. I'm dying. It's like we're running out of time and I have so many more questions. Like, what was crazy about? Okay. Before my last question, because I'm just so deeply curious, but I really, I really I can obviously I don't understand it in full and maybe like we are like you're not meant to understand it full and like we're not meant to understand it full but like not in the sense of like a car crash but yeah like even my mentor who is a powerful like psychic medium has told me like yes this but it didn't happen but that's because like we all made these little choices and like it didn't it just didn't add up and it didn't mean it wasn't gonna happen it was just like what you were just saying, like the co-creative process and you're not on that timeline anymore. That timeline dissolved or whatever. So selfishly, I'm like, okay, so that was told to you, but how do you think it was it rewritten because you kind of stepped into like a better place in your life or yeah, I guess. Like with a car, like with a car accident. Like you hear something tragic and you're like, well, it's kind of perfect because obviously you weren't terrified, which was probably a soul knowing of like, yeah. huh, like this is probably so going to happen. Like, but I'm not like spirit. God, they don't lie. Like clearly this is information, but then it didn't happen. So I guess I don't even well, know. Question, but No, I understand the question, but here's the thing. Like it was the collective timeline that shifted my personal timeline. And I think that what happened was it, it just it just was no longer it was just no longer an opportunity or a choice or an event. It just because of COVID and maybe I should be grateful of that because I mean, I don't want to go through that. Like, I don't need to go through that. Um, 
So, you know, and it's super interesting um, to think about, but like, I don't think that it has to be that a collective timeline shift is what shifts your personal timelines. It actually could be as simple as you choosing your power. And then that's going to, again, like align you to a different pathway. But just because you might have missed, um, let's say like you just said like, oh, you know, I have, I dissolved that timeline. So it's kind of done. Like you could think of it like that, but we're always co-creating. So so it's like if you wanted something that was shown to you from your soul or from, you know, a psychic medium and you're like, oh, that felt really good to me. And like kind of maybe, you know, it, it feels like it went to the wayside and you missed it. Like, I don't think that it's that it it's like that where it's like always gone. I think it's more like, oh, OK, I want that. So I'm going to create that now because we have to remember, like, yes, there's destiny, but co-creation is literally how do i say it co-creation is the energetic characteristic of who we are as source who we are as consciousness so all we we we're just here to expand in co-creation and love and so i just we're never going to be like a victim of like oh that timeline went forever and like you know i don't want you to think like that that you okay. like have that no. Because another opportunity, call in another opportunity. If it was a positive thing that you were like excited about, you claiming it and, and asking for it, we forget to ask. Ask for it. You, it can be specific and general. Maybe it's going to come to you in a little bit of a different way, but we have to ask, claim and ask, claim and ask over and over again. Okay. So obviously if it's one that, say like if I knew at the time I heard it and I'm like oh my god I'd love that to happen yeah or it's like I didn't know I didn't like know the whatever I was like young uh and then it didn't happen but obviously if there was something like the car accident or let's say like a friendship or a relationship that like didn't pan out but then personally I guess I look back and I'm like I'm kind of happy it didn't pan out anyways like it maybe it would have been fun at the time because I thought they were a really cool person or I had a really big crush on this guy, but it just didn't really matter in the end. So I guess that's kind of like another question as to like, say we want something in the moment, but maybe it's like not of our highest alignment. Yeah. So, so, so I think it's, so yes, we're co-creating, but we are interconnected with everyone and with what we stem from right which is source so it does there is that influence from other people other energies and I think that's what you're I, I don't know if that's what you were saying so it's like I do believe that there's like the the ultimate anchor of our co-creation is for the highest timeline for all that will be ultimately for like the positive growth and love so like if you I think maybe I'm totally off topic now but from what I thought you were asking I think that what I'm saying is it's like we have the power to co-create but we we are co-creating like with source so it's like we we can decide what we want, but there's other determining factors at play that are like 
helping us and that are that are helping what we want happen for the highest good of all. So it's kind of like, I don't know if that makes sense. Cause we could, we could be, we could want to co-create something, but if it's like not in the best interest for like our community, our family, like I think that's when, you know, the universal laws come into play and kind of shift things into the right puzzle pieces. And if our co-creations are anchored in love, in, you know, like abundance, then I think that everything works in our favor though, to have, to have that happen. Yes. No, I, I don't even know if I'm making sense anymore. <laughs> you totally like us whenever we try to have a conversation with someone. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I told, no, I totally, totally get what you said. And especially it's like, I would say now as a psychic medium, I now really, really understand like, like why we have to make choices or why when something is in alignment with us, it's also in alignment for the highest good of all because it's benefiting me, it's benefiting this person, it's benef yeah, benefiting my family, it's benefiting Los Angeles, like it's benefiting everyone. And if we're like looking at something specific or attached to something specific, but spirit's going to be like, How? like, not that there's something better that is like more aligned in the feeling of like what you're looking for and the experience of what you're looking for. So they're going to be like, like, let's co-create. You may not be very happy in the moment. Am I getting it? I think I'm getting okay, it. Okay. You are, but I want to, what I'm like kind of laughing because when we say like co-create our reality, we always think it's going to be the most abundant, the most easy, right? Like money field, like whatever, just, but what happens is, um, growth is the name of this game and so usually the way that the universe is helping us co-create is to align us to the experiences that will also help us grow not just like experience love but like help us experience love by teaching and learning from each other and so like I've had a specific scenario in my life with my wife where we tried to co-create the shit out of this experience, okay? Like, I, I have to say it like that. And it was like, doors closed, doors closed. Nope, nope, nope. And you want to know why? Because even though it was painful, it was the growth was more important. And mm -hmm. the whole universe conspired to have this experience happen really more for her. It was very much of a soul learning thing because it was ultimately the pain and the struggle was for the highest potential. I say that in earmark, ear quotes, because highest potential is not easy road. Highest potential is how will you remember who you are through sometimes the conflict? How will you remember and learn through the struggle? And so when you're trying to manifest something and you're like, God, it's just not happening, it's because it's trying to teach you something. Because it's more important that you learn why, like, let's say you're just like, I don't know, I don't want to go to another example, but just know that if, if something's really hard, it, it's because it's trying to teach you something and that's more important. That's for your highest potential. I love that. Oh my goodness. Okay. I have taken so much of your time, Amber. 
Thank you so much. You've been so generous with your answers and explaining everything. And I've loved learning from you. I already feel like my heart, my brain expanded from this conversation. I'm so excited to stay connected with you. And how can the people find you? How can the people work with you? Is there anything that they should be looking out for that you're coming out with or just current offerings that you have, et cetera? <laughs> well, I just want to say thank you so much for the interview. I love talking to you and your audience. And, you know, I could talk about this all day long. So it was my pleasure to be here with you. Um, so yeah, if people want to look into my body of work, my website is the malibumedium.com and my Instagram account is at Malibu Medium. So right now I'm leading a class and teaching others how to read the Akashic Records. I'll most likely be teaching another um, course like that in the future. But my next project, I have a lot of projects. My next project is going to be a Your Light is Fearless Academy which is really going to be to help empower people to to co-create, to manifest, to reframe their perspective. Um, I did just launch a new product, which is a private podcast on activating your upper chakras and your earth star chakra to really help open your psychic channels. Um, so that is called the Psychic Accelerator and that the link is on my um link in bio for that. And yeah, just, you could just, you know, follow me and stay tuned because I have all these master classes and ideas in my head and just not enough time really to, to be doing all this with my kids home from, from summer. But um, yeah, thank you again for having me. Oh my gosh. Hello, you guys. Oh my Lord. This episode was so powerful, so expansive. I, I just can't. I can't handle it. I am truly going to listen back to this episode over and over again. Thank you so much for listening and just being with us wherever you are and wherever you're at. I hope this episode deeply resonated with you and found you when you most needed it. Make sure to give this podcast a follow wherever you love to listen, as well as following me on Instagram at the modern medium underscore almost said dot co I'm like nope that's my website <laughs> and if you would love to learn how we can work together whether it's through one-on-one -on -one mentorships or through a consistent container of soul path sessions Reiki psychic mediumship a Voxer container if you are a current client of mine please head to my website at themodernmedium.co where you can book a discovery call, book sessions with me. You can also email me at hello at themodernmedium.co where you can ask me any questions and you also know that you can DM me with any questions at all too. Thank you so, so much and please make sure to go follow Amber at Malibu Medium on Instagram. Listen to her podcast, Your Light is Fearless and stay tuned for all the beautiful whoa <laughs> stay tuned for all of the beautiful ways that you can work with her learn from her and just really really expand from her magic thank you so much and i'll see you guys soon